you have to have a mindset of, of being, uh, of allowing Christ to be your separator. Amen? Yeah. And so let's, let's, let's jump into the word of God. Let's look at Luke chapter 17 and verse 11. And, I, and uh, what I want you to understand is that uh, we have to continue to separate ourselves from the world. It's important. And what we also have to understand is that when, when Jesus told, tells us something in the word of God, the majority of the time is something that he's re reflecting in a spiritual realm. Okay? Now, Luke is describing something here. Luke is describing something that he, that he saw what happened with Jesus and, and, and leopards. Okay? Now, Luke was a physician. All right? And he understood the ramifications of being a doctor and different things of, of what people face and go to. And leprosy was something that was so... Uh, um, it was so contagious and it was so uh, bad that if you had leprosy, no one, you could be around anybody but your own leprosy friends, okay? So you had to have leper friends. And so you couldn't be around you with a section, you had to have your own corner, you couldn't work, all right? You couldn't get your own food, and then you had to wear a sign. They put a sign over you. And anybody come close, you say, I'm a leper! There's something wrong with me, right? Yeah. And so they had to scream that out. Can you, can you imagine that? Having this disease and then having this leprosy and you can't function within the world. You can't do the uh, uh, functionalities that everybody else can. You can't work. You can't get into the system of, of what the world is about. You can't participate. And every day, this is what you did. You had to beg for money, right, to eat because you have leprosy. And so these men... It says in, in, in verse uh, verse 11, it says, Now it happened as he went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. Then as he entered a certain village, there met him ten men who were lepers, who stood afar off, and they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. Now these lepers, these men that were contagious, that was filled with this disease, that if you came around it, you was going to catch this thing. All right? If you came around this disease, you were going to have leprosy, so nobody even wanted to get close. You couldn't get close. Now, now, so when they saw Jesus, they must have heard about how good he is. They must have heard about his miracles. They must have heard about what he can do. And so when they saw him right away, they said, Jesus, Master. They didn't try to question, they didn't try to guess. Listen, when you're going through something in your life and, 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 and something is hitting your body and something is affecting you, you ain't going to take no time to be guessing who the credentials of a doctor. If you if you hurting right now, you're like, doctor, I ain't got time to figure this thing out. I heard what you can do. Help me right now. Amen. You're not going to be Googling, Googling him. Let me see what this man. No, you hurting. I need it now. Amen? Amen. So these, these men heard about Jesus and they said, Master, have mercy on us. Now, I want you to tell you something about in the spiritual and how this relates. Is that in sin, God could not get close to us. It was like we were leopards. He couldn't even touch us. He couldn't even come near us. Why? Because we were unclean. Our flesh, it was unclean. We had the works of the flesh working through our members and God couldn't get close to that. 
because it don't mix. People couldn't come to the lepers because, they, listen, my lifestyle and the leprosy lifestyle is not going to work for me because I'm enjoying working and being able to fellowship in this in this world system that I'm in. All right. So being in the leprous world system is not going to work for me because I, it, it's just no good. I can't see myself begging and crying and doing all that. No, I, I'm going to stay away from them. Amen. And so God, at the time, he could not get close to the ones that are in sin. He could not get close to unbelievers. All right. Are you with me so far? So. In our mindset, let's let's jump to now, let's jump to Second Corinthians chapter six. And verse 17. Now, when someone is in sin in the spiritual realm, um, things happen to them. All right. Bad things happen, right? Because because you're a drunk, this the results is this. Because you do this and you're angry all the time, these are the results. Because you act like this and you do this thing and you smoke or you or you do that, these things affect your body. These things affect you because you are in sin. All right. And so sometimes even somebody else's sins can also you end up taking on a sins. You take on their cares if you're not careful because they can burden you someone. And, the, you know, the, the one, one thing, the thing that burdens you the most is your kids. All right. Because you're worried about them all the time. You're like, oh, my goodness, I'm praying that I'm praying that, that they get saved. I'm praying that they get delivered. I'm praying that, that God will touch them. And so and so you're crying for them and you're out there and you and, 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 and sometimes their burden falls on you and it messes you all up. Huh? It messes you up. And if it messes you up um, and you're depressed and you're worried, you're going to find yourself slipping right back into your old ways. Depression, worry, fear. Amen. And so it's important to continue to give your cares and those things that you're burning with to Jesus. Why? Because he is a separator. All right. And we're going to get into that. He is a separator. I forgot to change something in my settings. And he is, uh, so he is a separator. And so, let's look at, uh, everybody have 2 Corinthians chapter 6? And we're going to take a look at this thing, let's see, 9160. All right, and so, it says, therefore, come out from among them and be separated, says the Lord. Do not touch what is what? And I will what? I will be able a father to you and you shall be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. Now, when the lepers came to Jesus, they already had this sin. They had this disease on their bodies. And Jesus in Second Corinthians, he's telling us if we have a, 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 a disease and if we have uh, uh, if we're still in sin, we need to come out of that stuff. Right now. Now, I want, let's get an understanding that the Corinthians, that Paul is talking to the church here. He ain't talking to people out in the world. He's talking to people that are in the church. And he's saying, come out and be separated. So, meaning that, yes, you gave your life to Christ. But there's still some separation that needs to happen. There's still some bringing out and some separating that needs to go forth, that needs to go on. And so... 
God is saying, do not touch the unclean, be separate, and I will be a father to you, and you shall be my daughters, says the Lord Almighty. What do you need to separate? That's the question you need to ask yourself. What do I need to separate? What is going on in my life? What am I touching that is unclean? What am I focusing on? What what is my main concerns in life? What is happening? What am I doing? Let's look at 2 Corinthians to find out what we need to be separated from. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, going back up to 14. It says, do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness, meaning sin. Amen? So, now, let's get this right. Now, This is not for you to go to work and tell your people that's not saved, I can't talk to you. No, it's not saying that. See, y'all be, sometimes people be taking scriptures, man, they be like, I can't talk to you. Leave me alone. I'm saved, sanctified, and filled. Can't even talk to you. No, it's not saying that. It's saying, think about the unbelievers and what the unbelievers do. You cannot relate to yourself to the things that they do anymore. Amen? So when they try to coerce you to come to the club or come out or talk about certain things that you know you shouldn't be talking about, gossiping about, and and getting into about, you have to pull yourself and separate yourself from the unbeliever and say, hey, I don't talk about that stuff. That's not who I am. I don't do that. Amen? And so what God is saying is not like you, you, you can't talk with them, but as soon as they begin to step into that unclean talk, that unclean walk, that unclean movement, you have to begin to separate yourself and say, hey, I don't do that stuff, so you got to come where I'm at because I'm not going where you are. I've been there before and it didn't work for me. Amen? Amen. I've been in that talk before and that nasty talk and that dirty talk and I've been there before when I used to sell and I used to uh, gossip and I used to talk about folks and I used to be angry all the time and I used to be a backbiter. I've been there and I'm not doing that. And the reason why Paul is talking to the church is because some people get saved and they still keep doing the same things they did in the world. And God is, and Paul is talking to the members of the church that are saying, I, I, will you stay strong within your church? Will you stay strong? And when a member comes to you and start bringing you unclean things and get you to draw back, you say, no, I'm not with that. I'm a believer of Jesus Christ. Because they need help. They need to see a member that's going to stand and say, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to talk about that. I know who I am in Christ and we need to change. Amen. And so it says, don't be unequally yoked together with unbelievers for what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness and what communion has a light with darkness and what accord has Christ with Bala or what part has a believer with, um, with an unbeliever and what agreement has the temple of God with idols for you are the temple of the living God. God is claiming who you are. He is speaking to you and he's looking at you and he's saying that you are the temple of the living God. Do you know who you are? And I'm pulling you and I'm separating you and I'm keeping you from that stuff that you used to do as an unbeliever. Why are you bringing that into the church? You don't worship these idols anymore. 
You don't worship your television anymore. You don't worship uh, your car anymore, your house anymore. No, you're following me now. Stop giving worship to your disease or your, or, or, or your failing health. Don't give it praise. Give God praise. Because you can worship your own illness. You can, you can lift up. An idol could be your own heartache and pain. Your, your idol could be your depression. Your idol could be your worry and your doubts and your fears. Because whoever worship means who, what you give devotion to. And if you're always constantly giving devotion to your depression and worry and fear and always talking about it, that's, that's who you worship. That's what you follow. You need to start taking everything to God because he is the what? He is the separator. The lepers that were filled with that disease had no cure. They needed to find someone who could separate them from the lifestyle they was living into a new system. And as men, as we live in this world, as men and women of Christ, God has a kingdom all prepared and ready for us. But guess what? God, Jesus is calling us out to be separate because we cannot come into the presence of the kingdom with all of that stuff attached to us. The lepers could not come into the world system and work a job and couldn't do the things that they do because they were in another system that they were attached to. God is looking at us spiritually and saying, I'm trying to pull you out of that stuff. I'm trying to keep you separated so you can be always walking within the kingdom of God because why? The temple is in you and I need you to keep walking in the presence of the kingdom of God. That's why we have the mindset to keep ourselves separated so we can stay out of the world system and step into the kingdom system. Because you're not a leopard anymore. Let's go down and, and it says, for you are the temple of the living God. It says, as God has said, I will dwell in them and walk among them. I will be their God and they shall be my people. God wants to walk among us. But guess what? We have to have a mindset that we keep ourselves separate. Amen. Are you still with me? Let's look at uh, Galatians. Chapter 5, 19 and 21. Now, I read earlier that it says in the, in the scripture as well that it says, do not touch what is unclean and I will receive you. The reason why it will be hard for you to hang with the unbeliever because they are doing and touching and saying unclean things. They are still attached to the works of the flesh and not attached to what is spirit. That's why God says come out from the unbelievers because they're still attached. It's like having leprosy. You wouldn't go around nobody that had leprosy because if you go around them, you're going to catch it. If you stay around an unbeliever and keep doing the unbelieving things, guess what? You're going to catch that leprosy. You're going to catch that sin. And now that sin is going to enter your life and it's going to enter your home. Why? Because you keep on playing around with those unbelievers and still doing the same old things. I, I'm saved, but I still go to the bar from time to time and hang with my guys. No, let them come to church with you. Don't do that. I'm trying to save them, though. No, don't save them in that atmosphere. If you're going to do something, let's have a whole thing outside of the bar and start singing praises to God with a team, with a group. Amen. 
That's why God sent them by twos. He didn't send them alone. So in Galatians chapter 5, it says, it says, now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication. And we know these things, amen? Adultery, fornication, uncleanness. And I, I want to look at um, the word lewdness, amen? And that, what that is saying is, it's a sensuality, okay? Following one's passions and desires to the point of having no shame publicly. You don't have no shame. You say you worship God. Now, Galatians again, Paul is talking to who? The church. He's telling the church, man, y'all got to come out of this stuff because y'all, y'all doing stuff and have no shame at all of what you're doing. You're staying unclean. And then he goes on to say, uh, at the, at the, at the loot, adultery, sorcery, hatred. Okay? Hatred um, can, can simply mean a hostile intention and acts extremely, you dislike something extremely, you have hatred. Okay? God's saying, church, you got to come out of that. How can we get along in the church if you hating people? God says that is unclean and you got to pull yourself and separate yourself from that. All right. Uh, after hatred, it, 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 it's um, variance. All right. Some people have a different different. I have this version. It says variance is meaning the same thing. Quar- quarreling. All right. Struggle uh, for a su- superiority, meaning that I want to be on top. People do that in the church. He's talking to the church. People want to be on top. People want to, I want to be seen. I want to be heard. Amen? Amen. That's not only, that's God, what God is saying, why he's trying to separate you from that, because he's saying that's what the world do. We don't do that in the church. It's all about Jesus. Amen? Amen. And um, one, one of the things, I, okay, jealousies, but you know what? I, I, I don't know what pastor is teaching are you teach it Tuesday night? You can get here. Okay. This is, this is what I want to talk to a few of the deacons and, and pastors as well. What I want to really want to do is start on Tuesday nights. We start breaking down the works of the flesh. We need to break this thing down with scripture and really get into it because we need to look over our lives and make sure we're separated and make sure we're a part of it. Like God and anything that convicts you when we go through these works of the flesh, you say, Lord God, I'm sorry. I, I'm, I'm, I want to change. Because we need, to break, we need to get through this thing, amen? We really need to get into God and say, God, I, if there's anything I need to separate myself from, I need to be ready because I want to be in the presence of the kingdom everywhere I go. Some of you are wondering why you don't feel God the way you feel God. And, 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 and some of you wondering why you, it seems like you're, you're in this lewdness and, and depression and this worry. It's because there are some things in your life that you're not separated from. And you need to get an understanding of what you need to separate yourself from. So you can walk fully in the kingdom like God wants you to. So I'm gonna, we're going gonna to start doing it on, tu- on Tuesday night. We're going to break this works of the flesh down. And I, that's why I'm just going through a few of them. And uh, one, of, one of the things I want to uh, jump down to is, is um, um, let's see, let's see, hatred, variance. Uh, um, let's go to um, dissensions. Amen. And I think I'm going to see. Yes. All right. And it says introducing div- 
this vice, um, this vice teachings, meaning wrong teachings, not supported by the word of God. All right. And so there's teachings out there that are not a part of the word of God that you have to be careful and listen to. That's teachings that can come apart in the church. And that's why I said the seriousness of this leaders and teachers meeting that we come together is important because why? Because we don't want to be teaching anything that's not in the word of God. Amen. And saying that, OK, this is the way we go. And we're not all on the same page. We need to get in the word of God and make sure we're all on the same page. Amen. All right. Here heresies. Amen heresies and it says it's the division within the congregation into selfish groups and cliques oh my goodness talking about clicking destroying the unity of the church when you start clicking within the church you start destroying the unity of the church the church can't come together no more because you got your click over here and you got this over here and you're clicking around and now you got a church that's destroyed and separated God says, that's what the world do. Separate yourself from that. Stop walking around here with leprosy. When you're in a click, you got leprosy. Stop clicking and getting yourself. It's, it's, it, we need to fellowship all as one. Amen? As one. All right? One more I, I just want to hit on. Envy, murder, we know that drunkenness. Revilers, all right? This is, this is deep right here. Now, this is uh, excessive... Uh, feasting, reviling, imparting uh, spirit involving alcohol, drugs, sex, uh, and, and the like, meaning that you just always constantly looking for a party and always constantly looking for uh, um, 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 uh, a high life. Amen? And so we need to come out of that stuff. There's one more thing I wanted to bring up about the selfish groups. It's, it's important that we don't allow people to bring us into a click, okay? And the, and the way they bring us into a click is this. If they don't like something within the church, if they don't like something that's going on, if they don't like something that's happening, they'll bring you in and say, I don't think da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And then all of a sudden, you say, yeah, you're right, you did it out. Boom, that's a click. Y'all just clicked up. Talking about the church, and it caused separation, and you start destroying the church. So what needs to happen, what needs to happen is somebody comes to you and start clicking you in to what they don't like. Da, da, da. Have you talked to the pastor about what's going on? Have you discussed this with the pastor? If you don't like it, maybe we should come together with the pastor and talk about this. Then maybe they'll be like, no, 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 that's all right. No, that's all right. That's all right. But as soon as you accept what they're saying and get involved in it, oh, yeah, you, I think you're right. You started to click. And then they're going to jump over and try to talk to so-and-so, click that, get that together. And then you got another group over here and say, no, that's wrong. We shouldn't do that. Stop clicking. Amen? So, Galatians, Paul is talking to the church and he's bringing out a lot of things that are happening because people are not separating stuff. And he's saying that if you do not separate yourself, you cannot inherit the kingdom of God. And the, Jesus said right now, the kingdom of God is at hand right now. Meaning that, listen, you can walk and be powerful if you want to. But the reason why you're not as powerful as you should be is because you are following and you're not separating yourself from the things of the world, from this unclean stuff. You still got your hands on it. You're still touching it. And the reason why you God can't push you forward like he wants you to is because you're sticking with that unclean stuff. And you're not asking God, God, separate me. I'm wrong. I'm sorry. Change my life. 
If we look at Galatians 5 and 17, and it says, For the flesh lusts against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh, and these are contrary to one another, so that you do not do the things that you wish. What God is saying is that you have to understand is that there is a battle going on. And if you think you're so saved and so holy that you think that the flesh is not trying to come up slowly in your life, you're going to be in trouble because the flesh is going to rise up because you think that you don't have to separate yourself because you think you're already separated. You think you're already good enough. And now the flesh can rise up and start speaking to you and you start clicking and you start doing stuff that you're not supposed to be doing because you don't have a mindset to every day wake up and say, God, take out of me what's not you. I need to be changed. I need to love better. I need to do this better. God, do something in my life. Every morning you need to wake up with a mindset, God, separate me from this stuff. Separate me from this stuff. Why? Because the flesh is lusting against the spirit. It's fighting and it's struggling and it's tugging you and it's pulling you and it's trying to get you down and it's trying to pull you this way and it's trying to pull you that way. So you have to, I have to have a mindset, God, continually separate me. We must always be aware of what, our, what we are fighting every day through the Holy Spirit. It is sin. And it's trying to creep up. Satan wants to use your flesh, our flesh, to mark you unworthy. You might think you're holy and you think you're saved. But Satan has marked you unholy. Because some of the stuff in your life is still unclean. You come into church, you're doing everything right, you're doing all this. But still you're holding on to that unclean stuff and Satan has marked you. God, look at her, she's unholy. She's unholy. He's unholy. This is our attitude. Satan is trying to mark us, but this is the attitude we need to have when we're separating ourselves. The attitude of separating ourselves is that we must hate sin and the world system. We must get to the place where we hate all of these things of the work of the flesh. We need to go through these work of the flesh and claim that we hate this. The Bible says hate it. In Hebrews 1 and 9, he says, in Hebrews 1 and 9, it says, you have loved righteousness and hated lawlessness. Hate the sin. Therefore, God, your God, has anointed you with oil of gladness more than your companions. Meaning that when you begin to hate this stuff and hate this sin, you'll start feeling a gladness. You'll start, start worrying about, well, they're doing this, they're doing that, they're doing it. No, 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 no. Lord God, help me to get to the root of the problem or whoever I need to talk to so I can be filled with gladness and handle the situation in gladness. Amen? Because what's happening is that we're handling all our situations without gladness. We're acting like the world and we're not handling things with love and we're not handling it with things with gladness and with joy and with peace knowing that God has control of it all when you hate something you're going to do something harsh and become desperate to get rid of it if there is something you hate if there is a food that you tasted and you hate that food you might flip the plate over I, why are you feeding me that you know I hate that meal get this meal away from me I need to go somewhere else that I can eat that I can eat some good food amen if you hate something you're going to do something rash to get rid of it to get it out because you don't want to have nothing to deal with it this is what the lepers were dealing with they hated their affliction 
They hated the things that were going through, and I'm getting ready to close. They hated what they were facing. They hated the things that, that was happening to them. They hated the system they were in. They hated begging for food. They hated not working a job. They hated just walking through life with no purpose, being depressed, being worried, being filled with fear, being filled with, with anger, being filled with hate. Living in, in, in a lifestyle that was that they, they could not get out of. They wanted to step into a better lifestyle. So with Jesus, when they saw Jesus, they saw the master that could separate them from this lifestyle. So when they came to Jesus, Jesus said, if you come to me, I can pull you out of this leprosy lifestyle. That is what he's telling us spiritually. If we really want to change, if you really hate sin, you need to take all of that uncleanness, all of that hate, all of that anger all of that bitterness that you might have and say Jesus I don't want it help me to get rid of it I want to be filled with gladness so it's time to take those things begin to hate bitterness hate hatred hate all of that stuff and take it to Jesus because he is the one that can look at your sin because sin and Jesus don't mix and when you take that sin to Jesus and Satan begins to be afraid, when you start recognizing what you need to change, Satan begins to become afraid because he thought that he could creep in your life. He thought that he could have control, but now you see it. Now you saw the works of the flesh trying to attack your body, and now you have taken it to Jesus because you hate it so bad. I need you, Jesus, to separate me from this mess. I hate it so bad. God, I need you to separate me. So let's look at verse 14 in, in, in Luke. And we're closing with this. And going back to the, the story of the leopard. It says in verse 14. So when he saw them, he said to them, go show yourself to the priests. And so it was that as they went, they were cleansed. So as they were walking towards the priests, they became, they became cleansed. Amen. Their bodies started changing. Everything started happening. They, they became cleansed. But guess what happened? This is the thing. This is what's happening in the church. People come and get cleansed and they get saved. But what's happening in this church is only one is coming back. What's happening in the church is only one is coming back and say, God, I need you to keep working in my life. God, I want to thank you for what you did to me on the altar. And I'm going to keep thanking you because, listen, I don't want to, I, I'm so thankful. I don't want to go back to that old lifestyle. I don't want nothing to creep up in my life. And what's happening in the church is that we're coming and getting cleansed, but 10 walk away and say, oh, I'm good. I'm sanctified. I'm filled with all, but you ain't coming back and saying, Lord God, I need some more. And see what's happening in verse 15. It says, and one of them, when he saw that he was healed, Return and with a loud voice glorifying God and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. Sometimes we for we have to get out and get into God and say, God, after I'm cleansed is not enough. The Bible says he came back and God says, because you came back. Because you came back. He said, arise and go your way. He says, your faith has made you well. Now, if you look at the other scripture, it says, your faith has made you whole. So you can come up and save and be sanctified. And you say, okay, I'm filled. And you walk away. And, you, and, you, and, 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 and if you don't come back to God, 
If you don't come back to God and really look over your life, what needs to separate you and say, God, I need you to continually separate me. I'm coming on my knees. God, I need you to, I need you to, I kind of thank you for what you've been doing in my life, but God, I need you more. God says, your faith has made you whole. See, we need to get whole. This is not a thing. They thought they were well because the leprosy fell off. They thought they were well because God cured them from the leprosy and now they can step into a kingdom. But now, but in, in order for you to be made whole, you got to come back to Jesus and say, God, change me fully. I need you. I want you. I don't want to have this stuff and be half stepping. Separate me from toe to top. God, I need more of you in my life. Separate me. Separate me. Separate me. I'm thankful, God. I'm thankful for what you did. I'm thankful for how you changed me. God, keep separating me. Make me whole. What's happening is that we have a church full of folks and nobody's whole. And the church is dying because we've been cleansed, but yet it's still only one is coming back and saying, God, I need more. I'm thankful. It's time to make a commitment in our life. And it's time to understand who we are and what we need to do. It is time to come back to Christ, come back on our knees and say, God, whatever's not of you, take it out of me because I want to be made whole. Let us stand.